Hello and welcome to today's episode of Chapter by Chapter 4, Eye of the World. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me, like always, is my good friend, Steve. And we're going into Chapter 40 today, folks. Chapter 40, uh, titled The Web Titans. Um, this is a big one today, Steve. This is, this is a big this one is a to big end one. the week off with. This is a juicy So much one. happens. So let's not waste any time. Let's just get into it. So right off of the kickoff is we get into another cheese and bread dream. And as I said before we even started this podcast, uh, there are no nightmares in the Wheel of Time. Only bread and cheese dreams. Yeah, and, just horrible, uh, <laughs> horrible bread and cheese dreams. Yeah, all the time. And Rand's having one. Uh, and this particular dream is of Moraine. It starts off with Moraine and Loghain. Uh, with him at a dinner table and then they fade away like they turn into dust i believe or like they just melt away they just disappear yeah, and they're replaced dust. with they're replaced with uh balsamon and balsamon's there at, oh yeah you, you can't have a dream in the will of time without balsamon and something horrible happening to you <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they don't speak but there's this humming sound that permeates and gets louder and louder and louder in Rand's head until he wakes up. Now, this this is my question to you, Steve. How long do you want to spend <laughs> analyzing this dream? I'll tell you how long. Zero time. Zero uh, time. Zero, zero time. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm with you. You can read into it if you want. Uh, you know what? Actually, there's one point I kind of want to bring up about it because we're going to spend some time on it. Do you think that Loghain and Moraine, them fading away and Balsamon showing up, is kind of a a call that Loghain and Moraine are connected in some sort of way, in some sort of Aes Sedai way. Mm. Like uh, Loghain being a male's Aes Sedai. Good point. Do I think that? No. It would be cool, (laughs) though. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many different things you can take from it. Them fading away and Balsamon showing up, you could take it as the fact that Moraine and Loghain could be agents of Balsamon. Although I think that's pretty unlikely for Moraine. Loghain's intentions, I don't know what are what are uh, what his intentions are, but uh, you know, you can read it. It's a bread and cheese dream, guys. What what else do you want from it? It's bread and cheese, dream, guys. What it means is Balsamon's evil. He's coming. <laughs> uh, we got yeah. it. He's in your dreams. He's coming. He's coming into your sleep. All right. And it's no good. He's a Freddy. Metallica's singing about him, and he's coming for you. (laughs) This much is established. Basilmon, honestly, I I can. I don't. I hope they just kill the shit out of him at the end of this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many. There's there's so much more book to go through, and this is part. This is something that I kind of wanted to talk about is we've already been on this book for for you and I it feels like so long and there's so much to so much to even tackle we don't even know like these are the baby steps that's the thing is like and us both going into this um reading this book for the first time i'm sure we will benefit greatly from a from a reread and understand a lot more of what's happening but unfortunately we don't understand most of what's happening. We're flying blind at this point. And um, that, that it makes it kind of tough for somebody. 
to grasp all these details, you know, and try and, and try to regurgitate it. In a uh, I mean, Robert Jordan is heavy in, in the details and there's a lot of like, on that note, like in this chapter, there's a, um, the detailing of like the girls. So when Moran wakes up, he's like, he sees a girl climbing around, doesn't he? Yeah. And, uh, it goes into the detail of her dress and how she looks and, uh, yeah. In, in typical Robert Jordan fashion, like detailing it's like a whole page, it's like a whole fucking page, a better dress. Yeah. yeah. And the threads what kind of fabrics it. are on, on it. Threads. It, it looks like it, it's from a it's like green this. dress, I believe <laughs> some little designs on it. It's a nice dress. She had an oval face. If I remember, this is just a little sampling. That's just a little Susan. All right. Um, yeah, you're right. Rand wakes up. He sees the girl, uh, green dress. And, uh, it turns out he has, Rand has fallen into Camelin's palace walls accidentally and knocked himself out cold. Got a little bump on his head. Yeah. He accidentally fell into like the giant Royal palace (laughs) when he's climbing around. He didn't realize that the big wall he climbed up on was the side of a gigantic castle. Yeah somebody's massive property that probably thousands of people were cut were surrounding and he just climbed it climbed up it seemingly with like very little effort i think for climber. the amount of detail that he's robert jordan man. he's a little he's a little monkey man um this girl starts helping him up starts kind of bandaging it bandaging him up and uh this guy shows up as well and they reveal themselves to be Elaine and uh, Gowan, who are part of the royal family. But Rand doesn't know that right now. To him, these are just like well-dressed kids. Snappy dressers. Them out. Snappy dressers, man. You got to trust Maybe these Maybe some guys. sort of street gang. I don't know. <laughs> the street gang called the snappy dressers. Yeah, so they're helping Rand kind of get himself together. Because I don't know. How, how far do you think he fell? A couple, couple stories. <laughs> That's the thing. Like <laughs> at first, I thought he just sort of like fell back. But I think yeah. he fell a couple stories. <laughs> he, like, it's very possible he, this this fall. Presumably, it was like on the stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny in this little like interaction. Like these are well behaved. Like I kind of. I want I, I I want these kids to be part of the story now. Um, even the uh, I hate Lane. all these people. I'm gonna say I hate every <laughs> single one of them, and I hate this entire chapter. And I hate and while we're at it, Rand fell into the royal kingdom. Okay, guys, and how? Guess what's coming? A bunch of royal bullshit. These are your your fantasy royal fucking bullshit. Where we all stand around in a court. And a queen says a bunch of fucking nonsense. Uh, a bunch of guys <laughs> who listen to her say a bunch of nonsense. Where does it where does it get us? It? Like really, that's the chapter. I just hate all. That. I hate the royal bullshit. It's always like you really? get there and it's just exposition and and then like briefing of like what to do next and like blah 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 blah. Take this fucking magic stick. We'll tell you a bunch of stuff about everything so far. All the mysteries you had in the book so far. Get ready, guys. <laughs> we're going to answer like half of them. <laughs> Queen yeah, knows the like, truth. I'm sorry. We'll I, continue. Well, I mean, yes. 
you nailed it. That's that's the whole thing. But there there are some points here that I think are worth discussing. Um, after the meeting with Elaine and Gawain, it's a personal take. It's a personal opinion. <laughs> okay, I'm sure lots of people love this chapter and love all these characters. Right now, you hate it. You're not having fun. I could leave it. Take it or leave it. I could leave it. Precisely what happens though. That's it. You nailed it. They are picked up uh, by Elaine Gowan's like half brother, whose name is uh, uh, Gallen, something like that. Yeah, and they Gallad, Gallad, and yeah. he base he leads them uh, under. They come see the queen, and this whole part of this chapter is designed. In a se- it's almost designed in a way to, like you said, just answer, not even answer. It's like it sets up questions that you already know the answer to, you know, like well, there's a part like- here. Yeah, there's a part here where Aleda, who is the Aes Sedai uh, assistant for Mor- Queen Morghese, um, she makes she's a point Queen of Morghese. saying. She's Queen Morghese's Aes Sedai. Yes. Yeah. 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 She mentions that, or is it Queen Morghese? Somebody mentions that to Ran, he looks like an Aiel man. Not like something like uh, exactly what Loyal said in uh, one of the previous chapters. Ran looks like an Aiel man in his <clears throat> yeah, red hair. F- physically, everyone thinks he looks like one. Yeah. Because he, he mentions he's is. from. Because Morgan's like, where are you from? He says Two Rivers. And she's like, I don't think you look like a Two Rivers person whatsoever. Parrot and Matt, that's kind of what, that is what. They fit the bill. Emmonsfield, yeah, Emmonsfield folk, they're, they're, they're a sturdier being, you know? They're just a, mm-hmm. they're a hardier folk for they sure. They go Potato and Boys. Potato Boys, man. And Aiel men, I think, are like, they're. Almost more graceful in a way, you know, taller, more slender, red hair. Yeah, that's how I take it too. I, I, I mean, I guess we don't have much to go on. There's another part in this chapter. One of the biggest things that happens in this chapter is Aleda. She get she channels like a foretelling power, so like a fortune telling power, and she predicts that the people of Andor are marching toward pain and division. And everybody takes a step back, and they're like, "Ooh!" And then she says it, and then she says it goes up to Rand and says it very quietly, so only Rand can hear it. Is that Andor marches toward pain and division, but Rand stands in the heart of it. So he's like this key to this whole thing. So, yeah, Rand at this point, <clears throat> Rand is the dragon. Rand is the dragon. But now, more now, Aleda knows. There's no way he's not. Now, Aleda knows, and Aleda. Aleda knows, yeah. Aleda. Well, she has this whole she has this whole foretelling thing in this in this chapter, and it's a bunch of mystic mumbo jumbo, and uh, like, what do you just take from that? That just Rand is everything. I take more the fact that I take more of the fact that Aleda now knows. Aleda knows now that this guy's important. He's important to this conflict that's coming up. 
and I think she wants her grubby little fingers on him. And she even says it in that in the in this chapter where Morgay's she doesn't want to hold him captive. She says she does like one of the like almost uncharacteristic in a in a stereotypical royalty way uh, where she lets Rand go. She questions him. She's like, do you plan on causing harm to my kingdom? Rand's like, no, I just want to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, okay, I want you to get the fuck out of here, too. And he it takes a little bit, but, but they do get there. But they really don't believe, they don't really don't trust him or believe anything that he's saying. I think Morghese does. Elaine and Gowan do. Uh, well, isn't there, there's Elaine another is guy, like, too, named uh, Tarv, Tarv, Talvanor? What's his name? The Calnivore. Yeah, the captain. He He don't. He don't like him. No, he he doesn't like him at all. In fact, like when Aleda points to his sword, to Rand's sword, everybody just like there's this whole thing with the sword. The sword is a big point of contention here because and the herring mark on it. Did they explain what the herring meant? No, the heron doesn't have doesn't have any explanation as far as I could see on uh, the Wheel of Time wiki. There's nothing that I. There's nothing that I could really grab that's worth talking about at this point in the series because I didn't want to read ahead and spoil something for myself. Yeah, but yeah. We just know so it's a the thing sword. that they that they keep saying though is that in this discussion is that uh, he's too young to have a herring blade. To have a he's too young to have a blade with a mark of a herring on it. Right, 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 right. So, do you think that that's because it's a master class and- weapon? It's a master class weapon. Could be level you know? of hundred. <laughs> you know, I think it's one of those weapons that you have to buy the pre-order so you can yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like there were only so many of them made. You can't get them anymore. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! I there was only a hundred at EB Games, and Tam got them all. Tam got them I mean, all. He got one. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. But, I guess they kind of explain a little bit about it, but it's not enough. And like they basically like what it comes down to is everything that Rand's saying is too ridiculous to be a lie. And that's kind of why they believe him. Because they're yeah. like, nobody would ever say that their dad gave him a herring blade if they were truly trying to lie about it, because it's a ridiculous lie. Yeah. And I think more gays as well. And almost not senses. I don't think she has any powers, but I think she can just tell that this Rand guy isn't a threat. Doesn't seem like a threat. And she makes a good point of like saying, we can't go ahead treating everybody with suspicion. You know, sometimes people who are who they are. That's one of the yeah. reasons why she lets them go. Although as we've have learned in the series, they're usually not who they say they are. They're usually dark sometimes they're demon people that try to stab you in the face. Sometimes they say that. Sometimes they say that they're demon people, though. So there's that. But <laughs> so okay. So Morgays, Queen Born Morgays, is the lady who Tom. That's this is this is Tom's ex lover, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So that was another thing I was wondering is um, there was no would, mention of Tom here. There's no mention of Tom here. Probably and for good reason, because they know that he got into some, uh, he got, he got up to no good. 
got up to with, no good. It's with Queenie Morgays, and they know all about it. Yeah, it's a good move on Rand, but I, I kind of want to see. I mean, we'll probably see what happens. You know, we're we're pretty much on the side that Tom Tom's not, not dead. dead. Hashtag. Um, and it's very it, it very well could happen that he could show up in this in this royal court or with this with this group of people again. We could see some mixing up, but I just, I just wanted to. See I don't think Tom's of... coming around. Tom, I think he's like me. He doesn't want any of the royal fucking nonsense. I think he's gonna <laughs> say far away from it. Stay yeah. Clear. Okay. If he's yeah. alive, which he is. Which he definitely is. I'm know. telling you, he I... went to the hunting of the horn. Oh, the whole yeah. thing. Gonna... He faked his death that... so he could go to the hunting of the horn. Eventually, they're going to get some quest that, to have to go to Ilion for the hunting of the horn, and that's where they'll catch him. And he's just singing songs and making money and drinking. Yeah, he's just performing just... like set after set and just making yeah. bank and just getting all these bank. new songs. He's like, I can't believe my luck of that fade showing up so I can fake my death and get the hell away from you guys. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out for him, really. It all worked out for him. I'm happy for Tom. <laughs> Me too. Um, but that more or less wraps up the chapter here today. Uh, at the very, very end, uh, Rand is like, go. Elaine and Rand say a couple words to each other. Elaine likes him. And I think Rand kind of likes her too, but he's already set up, set his mind up for Egwene. But in my humble opinion, I think Perrin's got that covered for Egwene. Um, so Elaine could, I could see these kids coming back, at least Elaine and Gowan in some way or format. Oh yeah, I think they're around for a bit. I think somebody from here is going to team up and join the party. Probably Elaine. Maybe both. Yeah. Maybe Elena and Gallad and Gowan. Well, we'll just we'll just have to see like how they get. How many royal kids are there here? Three. I believe there's four. Elaine, Gowan, and Galad. But Galad isn't a true sibling. He's a half brother because it's the father who had her that had Galad with, I think, Elaine or um, yeah. He's half brother. Aleda. Um, so there's a there's a there's a weird family di- dynamic going on in there, you know, and like you said earlier, Steve, that that could easily take over the story if you let it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I stand by I listen, I stand by my opinions on this chapter in this episode. And frankly, I'm upset and I want this all to end now. Uh, I love your positivity. But yeah, that that wraps it up for our chapter today. We'll be back tomorrow to dive into chapter 41, titled... Old Friends and New Threats. Until next time, my cheesy bread-eating friends. <laughs> <laughs>